One day after talking about having good injury luck, Zion Williamson doesn't return to the game after experiencing left ankle soreness. Is this a big deal or just precautionary after he looked really good in an unusual way against the Miami Heat? Plus, should we be concerned about Brandon Ingram? And by the way, Trey Murphy does it again. It's the Thursday episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA, Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday, and thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're completely free, completely free, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, including, unfortunately, injuries one day after. After talking about how maybe injury luck was on the Pelican side, things might have turned a little bit on an ankle out during the first half of the Pelicans loss to the Miami Heat. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this game because there's just not much to take away when Zion only plays a half. You have no Brandon Ingram. You have no Jonas Valanciunas in there. Against a good Miami Heat team, it's just kind of like one of those things when the refs weren't particularly great either. But Zion played and then didn't start for the team in the second half, which was a little bit eye-opening and a slight worry for you if you're a Pelicans fan. So we got an update on what happened to him. And during the game, the Pelicans announced he was not going to return with a left ankle soreness. Willie Green, after the game, said Zion is, quote, Doing fine, said Zion rolled his ankle, and they expect him to be day-to-day. It's notable that they said that he had left ankle soreness and not a sprain. They've been very conservative with their players in preseason so far. Brandon Ingram has been ruled out with soreness from all four games that they've played so far. And we'll get more into Brandon Ingram in the next segment because I'll be honest— there's, a, there's something in the back of my mind that's making me a little bit concerned there when it comes to him with the way he's handled injuries in the past. But with Zion, listing him as day-to-day is going to be fine. There is no reason to play him in the second half of a meaningless preseason game if he just wasn't feeling 100%. And I want to talk about his play in a moment here. But this just squares with how the Pelicans have done this. We don't think anyone is truly, truly injured on this team right now. They're just not going to risk meaningless games when you've got to be ready for the Brooklyn Nets, who looked really good the other night on opening night. So it's just one of those things that this team is dealing with right now, but it doesn't sound like any of this is a very significant injury. Zion being day-to-day, they play in a week on opening night. They play on the 19th on Monday on Wednesday. I can do math. He should be ready to go. If it's not, they're lying to us. And look, this team has lied to us in the past when it comes to injuries. That's something I want to touch on with Brandon Ingram. But this game was also interesting for the way Zion played too. So let's get into that here. You know, again, the injury, if you're looking just for the update on that, he's day-to-day. They're not calling it a sprain. They're calling it soreness. He's going to be fine. It doesn't seem like this is a real big deal or anything like that. In terms of how he played, if you're here for that, that was pretty interesting. That was a really interesting run that he had in the second quarter. Because in the first quarter, nothing was going for him. 
He took two shots, missed them both, had two assists, which was good, and zero total points. And then in the second quarter, and again, Miami is good, so that complicates things a little bit. But in the second quarter, they ran him at center. He played the majority of his minutes in the second quarter, a little over five minutes worth, at center, and they just straight blitzed the Miami Heat during that stretch. He was three of five from the field, but got fouled more and got to the line. Made five of six free throws, two assists. So he had 11 points, two assists, and was five of six from the line. Those are really good numbers. Defensively, they they struggled throughout this whole game, but the best stretch was when Zion was at the five and they were just straight up switching everything. Switching one through five. So if you set a screen, just take the other guy and go and have at it. And that lineup and those, those minutes seem to really, really work. We've wondered if Zion could play the five. Defensively, we've thought probably not. He can play a small ball five on offense, but defensively, I'm not so sure. It, it worked in this one. It really, really worked in this one for the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, Bam Adebayo feasted when he was out there, too, and didn't quite work defensively against him. He had 10 points in the second quarter because they were playing small against him. He's also just an excellent, excellent player. But to see Zion at five and securing defensive boards and then just getting out and running and being able to attack the offensive glass because they don't really know who to, because he can just kind of outmaneuver some of these big men, it, it worked really well. And it was something we're not used to seeing. I thought it would be Trey Murphy playing a lot of the five for this team, but it doesn't sound like he's ready for that, nor does he necessarily want to do that. And that's fine. Zion, with his more stout frame, I think really could be that guy in in short bursts, but it worked in this one. It's something that, you know, if everyone plays on Friday, and they could, we might see CJ, we might see Brandon Ingram, we might see Zion Williamson, and again, we'll talk more about Brandon Ingram in the next segment. You might see some of. This was done out of necessity. With no Valanciunas, no Jackson Hayes, you had Billy Hernan Gomez playing center starting. You didn't really have a backup. They put Zylan Chatham, Cheatham there at five at times when they needed to spell Billy Hernan Gomez before going, let's just give it to Zion. Credit to head coach Willie Green for experimenting with that almost out of necessity. And it seemed to work really well. Being able to get that defensive board and then just push. And you were almost always going to be in a fast break situation. You had five pretty quick guys out there on the court. So you didn't have a center that's kind of bringing up the rear, right? Just lumbering on down sometimes. No, they could play really fast. They could get out and run, and I liked seeing that. That's kind of some of the things we've wanted to see from this team for a while now. Some of the weirder lineups that they could throw out there, which we're not totally getting to see in preseason with like the starters and people we're going to see during the regular season. But we got to see it on Wednesday night, and it seemed to work fairly well with Zion at the five. That's encouraging. All of his points came in that second period. So if he has nights where he scores 11 points on five shot attempts and gives you two assists and two rebounds, not and no turnovers with solid defense, you're going to feel really, really good about that. He's been good this season. He's just been flat out good this season, this preseason I've seen from him. A little rusty, but you saw the finishing start to come back, particularly in that second quarter. I think Zion... Assuming the ankle's all okay, and it sounds like it is, is going to be just fine when the regular season starts when he's out there playing his minutes. Oh, there's some video of when he rolled his ankle, which was, okay, that didn't play for me. Looks to be in the second quarter with about five minutes left in the game. Sorry, 10 minutes left in the game. Oh, you can kind of see it. He grabs the board, 
and then still just pushes. I think he, he it's fine. It's just soreness. He's like, ah, it hurts a little bit. That's where he got found. And I think scored his first points potentially there. He'll be fine. I, I, that doesn't look like anything bad. So, okay, cool. Feeling much better about Zion when he's after seeing that live here in the moment when I'm recording the show. All right, coming up next though, should we should we worry about Brandon Ingram? Because I'm starting to have some concerns about Brandon Ingram and the injury, just with how things have been handled with him in the past, and. I'm starting to see a few little shades of that here again. And this is a guy who missed about a third of last season. Do we need to worry? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for football betting and any info you need this season. So find all the latest player developments, team matchups for pro and college, news, podcasts, in-depth articles and analysis on every single game. Again, pro or college that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. You want live in-game betting to make these more fun? They've got it. You want NBA futures, MVP, most improved player, defensive player of the year, sixth man of the year? The Pelicans could have candidates for all of those. You can get in on it over at betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events. So head to betonline.net. You can also get there on your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action happening right now. Betonline.net. Betonline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all completely free. No one else coming to you like this. Breaking down everything you want to know, including the Zion updates. We could call the show Locked On's Eye on at times, and that's not incorrect and probably how it should be. So we're here Monday through Friday, breaking it all down. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can leave a five-star review with a comment, please. That helps. If you've never left a review before and you've watched the show a bunch, take the 30 seconds to leave a review if you're a podcast listener. Also, comment down below on YouTube. Those are the two biggest things you can do to help support the show right now. So if you want to support Locked On Pelicans, it doesn't take money. It takes 30 seconds of your time. So Brandon Ingram, we haven't seen him in preseason whatsoever. We've seen Zion play. CJ's missed games then gone back and played. Not played particularly great, but I'm not worried about him as some of y'all are asking about him. But we haven't seen Brandon Ingram who is dealing with toe soreness. That's what we have here. Soreness. So not a sprain, not anything necessarily bad. Toe soreness. I'm starting to get a little bit worried because he's going through practices. I don't know if he's being a full participant. Some days he is, maybe some days he isn't. It just kind of depends. But this is a guy who does have injuries linger with him at times. A guy who doesn't play his best unless he's fully healthy. We really saw this last year. I think we really saw this last season for this Pelicans team. You know, he had that stretch during their awful start where he didn't play one, two, three, four, five, six. It was seven, seven games. And it was a hip injury that was just lingering and lingering and lingering. And it just kept holding him out. And those seven games, by the way, all L's for the Pelicans. Then he had a five-game stretch from the end of, during the end of January. And of course, towards the beginning, mid-March, he missed a number of games too, where he just about nine games where he didn't seem right. He missed about a third of the season, all told. He missed almost as many games as Shea Gilgis-Alexander did. And he was shut down for a tanking team. It's not ideal to see. Again, I don't think he's injury-prone or anything like that, 
But to knowing that he has injuries linger for a while and it keeps him out of action makes me a little bit nervous that you can't play through some toe soreness. And I get it, especially if it's big toe in any sport. Those are that's the toe you use to push off of. So if you're jumping, you're putting a lot of weight that's flexing a lot. It can really hurt. Turf toe can derail careers, say in the NFL. But to not see Brandon Ingram out there at all just yet. I get wanting to keep him healthy. So I'm of two minds about this. So one is like, could you, could you play through and get out there on the court? Because it makes me think you're hiding something a little bit. And the Pelicans lie to us. They absolutely lie to us when it comes to injuries. They did it with Zion. They've done it with BI in the past. I'm not saying, but you kind of have that specter hanging over this whole situation, I think. Yeah, this could all get erased and he plays on Friday and hooray, we don't need to worry. As someone who covers this team, this is something I'm kind of looking at a little bit like this if you're on YouTube, like a little bit of a skeptical look coming from me right now when it comes to this Brandon Ingram injury and I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. If he's playing in practice, could we play him in a game? You still run a risk of aggregate, uh, aggregating, aggravating it no matter what. The other part is, and the other side to me on this is, I know that he doesn't play well if he's not fully healthy. So if he's not fully healthy, don't go out and play him. And this could be easily what the Pelicans are doing. They've been very conservative when it comes to injuries this preseason. CJ has missed time. That We just saw Zion shut down with what doesn't appear to be a serious injury whatsoever. And now when it comes to Brandon Ingram, okay, they're not going to play him. Same for Dyson Daniels and Larry Nance Jr. who didn't play in this game. Dyson played 20 seconds the other night. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. looked like he was banged up. And he even said on Twitter, it's not a big deal. But they still didn't play him. And it wasn't a big deal. That might just be the approach that they're doing. You know, given that you're you're somewhat integrating Zion back in. And I know he knows how to play next to Brandon Ingram. He knows how to play next to CJ McCollum. Those guys can all coexist. And it's not a question. We're not going that direction with this. You still want to make sure they're all not rusty together. And they've gotten some time together beyond just practice and had real minutes. You're not getting that. Getting off to a fast start, as we talked about yesterday, is really important for this team. Can, can they all please, please play on Friday? Can they all please play on Friday. That's all I'm asking here. Just like a quarter together, let them look good and we'll all feel better. There's just too much PTSD when it comes to the New Orleans Pelicans and injuries and stuff like this for us to just sit here and be like, everything's fine. Unless you're that like everything fine dog where, you know, you're drinking your coffee and everything's burning around you. And hopefully, luckily that's not happening right now. So it, it should be all okay. But given how they've handled some of this stuff in the past, it makes me a little bit nervous. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not accusing anything here, but I don't know. Something seems a little bit off, but that could just be the PTSD in me in, you know, 11, 12 years of covering this team, which is how long I've been doing it. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the game. Trey Murphy coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Yeah, he did it again. Dude, dude's going to be really, really good. We all know that, right? Trey Murphy coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. 
And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Now, for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022. Six episodes to get you ready for the NBA season. The one I'm on just dropped yesterday. It's on the Locked On NBA feed if you're on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Just search Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. They talked about the rising teams, the Pelicans being one of them. I was on a panel discussion. It was a lot of fun. They're all really high on Zion and this team too. I think it was really interesting, particularly if you want to compare this team to the Minnesota Timberwolves. That is coming up here. Um, It's on YouTube right now, actually. All right, go listen to that for your second listen. Okay, we are talking about Trey Murphy here. Wait, I do have the Trey Murphy promo drop that I can play. Hold on, here you go. Trey Murphy, fan of Locked On Pelicans. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Trick or Trey, and we're here on Locked On. Let's get it. Let's get it, right? Trigger Trey right there, which was so much fun. That interview is from Media Day if you do want to watch it um, and haven't already. Just search that on the YouTube page. Um, it's titled as much. I mean, dude did it again, right? He was going to come in and be able to play and have a big role in this game against the Miami Heat. And when you're looking at preseason, it, it's tough to figure out really what to take away. You're not playing regular rotations. Guys are sometimes playing against bench units that they normally won't be playing against. And you kind of just wonder, like, what's going on? What's there to take away? You want to know what you can take away? It's Trey Murphy's play over these past couple of games. 15 points in last night's loss to the Miami Heat. Four rebounds. Most importantly, four of nine from three, including, oh, man, some deep ones. This guy can shoot from everywhere, right? Whether it's a corner three or a deep three, he can basically just do it all. He is really, really good. He's got some range. They're saying he hit um, threes from as far as 27 feet back. You want to really open up your game, and it's definitely further than that. You do it by shooting deep threes. This is I've long said that you can't space the court for Zion Williamson because he's too effective at the rim. And when he does what he did, playing small ball five here, that's very true. But if you want to, you hit threes early on in transition that are deep or in the corners. Trey did that. Four made threes, two above the break, two from the left corner. They get him the ball in the corner early on. He shoots it, he makes it. You saw Zion give a dish to him for a made three too because they he commands so much court gravity there's nothing teams are going to do other than stick guys on him and, and be paying attention to where he is. When you watch defenders and off-ball defenders, not his man that's guarding him in the moment, they are all staring right at him. This allows for open backdoor cuts, which you've seen Herb Jones take advantage of in the preseason when Zion's been there. Same for Najee Marshall. And then when he moves a little bit and a defender sags off a little bit more, leaving Trey Murphy open in the quarter, Get the ball to him, made three. Super easy. They did that. You've seen that. This is a guy that's going to be so important to what this team wants to try and accomplish this year. So important to what this team is going to want to accomplish this year. The deep threes, especially early on in transition, you got to stick a man on him, which means Zion's going to be breaking for the basket with one less defender in the way. That works for me. Trey's tall. He can pass the ball to him and get him. Uh, hit him as like a cutter going down as a rim runner going down to the hoop. He had an assist in this game. Defensively, his length bothers people. He had a chase down block. He had another block in this one and forced guys to take tough, bad shots in this. He's kind of doing it all. He's not starting games. 
I saw a couple people tweeted at me that he should be starting games. He shouldn't. Who are you going to take out of the starting lineup? You're not going to take out a guy like Jonas Valanciunas. You're not ready to play small ball like that the whole time. It wouldn't work. It is a guy, though, that I think you could play in closing minutes. If CJ's off and he's looked a little off, I think you could put Trey Murphy there if you need defense in length. You could take Valanciunas off, depending on who you're playing, and play small ball there. There's a couple of options there, I think. But he's a guy that's shooting so well and shot so well after the All-Star break last season that with Zion out there, again, it's about making teams pay for doubling Zion. Trey Murphy does that, ladies and gentlemen. Trey Murphy absolutely does that. You have to keep playing him. He should be taking, if he wants to, 10 plus threes per game. I have no problem with that. There's a lot of guys who need the ball. Zion, B.I., C.J. Jose was making plays and scoring and getting in the paint at will, and that was awesome. And I have no problem if there's going to be nights where Trey Murphy is taking more shots than some of those guys. Because if it's those threes, and if he's making them at close to 40%, you're going to be winning a whole lot more games. Especially with what he gives you on the defensive side of the ball, rebounding, all of that. He's going to be so important. I'm not saying he should close every game. But there's going to be games when you have to have him out there. You can see they've they've walked right into a guy that is a perfect complementary player to the core guys that they have. That is a perfect situation for New Orleans. So this game kind of sucked. The Heat were playing with like a regular season, middle of the season intensity, and the Pelicans weren't down a bunch of people. It's fine to see Trey play like that when not a, a whole lot else was going on well. Great. Dig it. We've seen kind of the emergence of him this preseason. Seven made threes the other night, four of nine here, including good defense. Give me more Trey Murphy once the re- when the regular season starts. Hopefully, next to Zion, B.I., and C.J., and everyone's okay. Hopefully. And hopefully we see them all play tomorrow in Birmingham. And we'll have another podcast on Friday as well. So Friday morning, we'll have another show for you. Should have Christian Clark of NOLA.com, The Advocate, with me on the show. I got to text him to schedule time for that. Should be good. Another interview. We'll get you set for the weekend. Get you start for some of the regular season. Three more shows before we get there after tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.